Hello and welcome to the World Cricket Show, the world's favourite cricket show. Not in a car this time. My name is Adam Bayfield and I'll be your host for this one. And joining me in a building, it's Tony Kerr. You get used to this. Quite comfortable. Moving up in the world, Tony. Yeah, we're actually at a comfortable distance for each other. Well, it's a safe uh, social distancing distance, actually, isn't it? Because you, you've turned up here with a, a stinking cold. Yeah, I'm a bit under the weather. This is something we, we've done to each other many times over the year on the, pod- yeah, <laughs> yes, on the podcast. Arrange to record, get together, and then one of us goes, by the way, I'm absolutely riddled with cold <laughs> at the moment. I am yeah. feeling awful. <laughs> anyway, let's get started. I've got test cricket fever, <laughs> if that's a thing. Um, yeah, we're at my gaff this time. So have we ever? I don't know if we've ever recorded here before, have we? In this house? Uh, not in this one, I don't think. Not sure your, we have. Your last house we did, I think, a couple of times upstairs. Yeah. In, in a the, very small room. <laughs> in the box room. Yeah. This time we're out in the open plan living room. Uh, the, of course, there's the stairs going up to the bedrooms <laughs> over there. Um, but here we are. Just chilling on the sofa. Well, it's nice. You know, you've, you've laid on a spread of toys to, <laughs> well, uh, to keep me occupied. I didn't want you to get bored. Just so, what I wanted. Um, I've uh, put out a few dinosaurs, a little post box there. If, yeah. you wanna, if you wanna post any dinosaurs into the post box at some point. If I'm that. just like going off on one about, you know, Ben folks, feel free to just yeah. uh, play with those. Well, it's good. There's some sort of construction heavy heavy uh heavy equipment yeah there's a crane over which is good <laughs> there's a lot of construction vehicles actually um which my son knows i've learned a lot of names of construction vehicles over the last few years dad can you pass me the cherry picker and th- <laughs> things like that um i noticed you kept your coat on you're obviously not staying long um <laughs> true yeah flying visit <laughs> it does it looks like you're uh you're like on the touchline for a reporting on a football match well i just feel you know just want to feel snug really mm. do you feel a bit kind of bit tender drag myself out for this one there's actually a lot of blankets behind you tone if you want to okay if you want if you want to snuggle up um feel free but yeah we're uh we're gonna we're gonna get into the cricket um now because i mean there's quite a bit to talk about tone isn't there we're uh we're recording this in the aftermath of one of the best days of test match cricket ever probably certainly that i can remember for a long time an all-time great day of test cricket um, England beating India in Hyderabad, of course, and West Indies beating Australia in Brisbane. I love cricket again. Yeah, this is go. the headline. He's back. <laughs> uh, it was it was pretty amazing. So there's plenty to get our teeth into. Where should we start? I'll let well, you choose because you know whatever I say, you'll you'll choose anyway. So yeah, you choose well, yeah, the true. order. I mean, just to, yeah, because well, number one, what an achievement it is that we're back so soon. That's testament to to what what unfolded at the weekend and over the last week. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, you know, it was only a couple of weeks ago that you were you were basically saying I'm done. Yeah. You sort of washing your hands of the whole thing. Oh yeah, I was handing in my <laughs> my lanyard, and uh, yeah, yeah, I was asking about my pension plan. You're gonna be sneaking into the boss's office to try and get the uh, to get your envelope back. Excuse me, sir, please. <laughs> Can it's, I stay? A, After yeah, all, it's a pathetic climb down, really. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think everyone listening will be will be thrilled to hear it. it you know, it arrived the, the best ever of Test cricket arrived just at the right moment. So yeah, uh, where do you want to start? Where should we start? Well, let's start, let's start in Australia. We can, if yeah, you like. Why not? Yeah, let's start there um, because I mean that was a pretty remarkable Test match all around, actually. But certainly the the climax, the denouement. Uh, was was fairly extraordinary, wasn't it? Um, in Brisbane at the Gabba, fort- the, the fortress Gabba, um, West Indies having lost the first test heavily in the second and final test, 
you know, another bugbear we talked about last time, but yeah. let's let's keep it positive. Um, they scored 311 batting first. Um, Australia did a, a, a funky baseball style declaration, nine down on 289. So so um, conceding a first innings lead, declaring uh, with when they were still behind. West Indies then bowled out for 193. Uh, to set Australia up 216. Now, it was a, a, a just just a remarkable innings, um, a remarkable run chase. Steve Smith, promoted up the order to open, carried his bat for 91 not out. Uh, but West Indies chipped away with wickets throughout. And Shamar Joseph, who we will talk about, obviously playing only his second test match, uh, turned up with a broken toe, took seven wickets, including the last wicket of Josh Hazelwood, uh, to win the game by a mere eight runs and spark extraordinary scenes. I think it's... Well, every time something happens, we start by saying whether we're, it's recently biased or not. Yeah. But I genuinely think it's one of the best things I've ever seen. Um, in cricket or full probably, stop? But, well, probably full stop, really. But, yeah, you know, clearly in cricket. Um, mm. Sadly, didn't watch it live. I woke up on Sunday morning half ill, half hungover sort of not working out or you know, sort of finding it difficult to tell where one started and the other one finished, uh, to, to messages from you, lots of fire emoji and, yeah. and, uh, go and, and wake your kids up. Yeah, exactly. West Indies are beating Australia. So, um, yeah, so, but I think subsequently I've probably watched the full, well, the, well, the, the highlights of day four, I reckon about six times. Really? And I've probably watched that last wicket about 60 times, I don't know, maybe about six times, about 20 times, I think. Yeah, just, the best thing, I, I, like you, there's no words, I think, to describe how unbelievably awesome that was. Yeah, the kind of joyous moment. Yeah. It, was, it was a brilliant wicket as well. It was perfect. Really quick delivery, Every ripped element, out yeah. the off stump. The sound of the, the sound of the stump getting hit, the way Hazelwood just sort of looks down <laughs> and like freezes. And then it cuts to, or, you know, the, the, the live feed, you know, the way it cuts to Shamar Joseph. And he is just absolutely <laughs> pelting to the boundary. Uh, one of the best celebrations in, uh, I've seen in sport. I, I've become, I've got really annoyed. Not really annoyed. It really annoys me. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm really annoyed, actually. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> it's really annoying. Yeah. The, the football has been taken over by the knee slide celebration. Mm. It's, it's bad for, it's bad for the English game. It's, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, every goal it's now. It's bad news for the English game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is that what he was talking That's what about? I meant to. Yeah. Um, you know, every goal now is celebrated by the player, doing the knee slide mm. which you know in, in you know it's part of a rich diet of celebrations um it's probably bad for their knees as well it probably is uh it's fine but you know that as a, as a celebration just running away as fast as you can uh, is about as good as it gets and that yeah it was just just genius i do i love the like the no look back and, and the sort of no emotion on the face yeah. it's just, they're just sprinting as fast as they can um i was watching the other day um the highlights of the Headingley 81, you know, Botham's Ashes, uh, that famous test where England won after following on. And just because as you do, I was watching that on YouTube. And at the end of that game, when when Willis takes the winning wicket, a similar thing happens where he just sprints off the field. But that's because there's like a pitch invasion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, he's literally running away from <laughs> like hordes of people coming after yeah. him, like, you know, good way like to come and celebrate with him but he's like getting off the pitch as fast as he could 
but it reminded me of that yeah. except there's no, no one, one around. around but it's like Shamar Joseph is running away <laughs> from thousands of people but there's nobody there I mean it's a shame that wasn't anyone there uh, to see it but the whole thing I mean just what a bowler I mean you know there's been a lot said already hasn't there about his personal story and um, you know, I'm sure people have seen this, but he was, you know, until a year ago, he was working as a security guard, you know, t- took up test cricket, <laughs> well, yeah. took up playing professional cricket only a year ago and comes from a tiny village in Guyana where it's, you know, a, a long boat ride to get to any other community. Yeah. And only met, only met Craig Brathwaite like a couple of weeks ago, basically, or a couple of weeks before the, the series started. Um, but but that, the whole, the whole his whole spell, every one of those seven wickets was bloody awesome. Mm. Uh, just like steaming in, great action, bowling like absolute gas. The, you know, the, the Travis Head dismissal was awesome. Um, King pair for Travis King Head. King pair for Travis, yeah, you know, the player of, the test player, mm. or the, the overall player of, of 2023. Um, oh, just freaking awesome. Um, yeah, can't, I, I'll be watching that, I think, on any time it pops up. For the rest of my, you know, yeah. for the rest of my life, really, because uh, it's just yeah, one of the best things. That's ever. cool, yeah. Like it's it's going to become like an iconic it's sporting like, moment, yeah. yeah. Like the Troy Deeney goal, but, you know, <laughs> when that comes up, when it pops up on Twitter, you just sort of have to watch it. Um, I'd have liked that to have been like the, <laughs> the first question to Shamar Joseph in the post-match interview. How does it feel to be up there with Troy Deeney? <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> just a squeeze in a stat. Travis Head, uh, only the seventh Australian ever to get a king pair in tests. Worth noting, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, who knows with Shamar Joseph whether, like, how much he'll be able to sustain it from mm. the point of view. He's obviously, like, literally no one knew anything about him, you know. So, they're obviously, now teams will study the footage and everything and whether he'll be able to maintain that level. Who knows? But, yeah, as you say, certainly the action, the pace, the way he was bowling, it's incredibly exciting. Got some, Steve Smith out with his first ball in yeah. Test cricket. I mean, it's an incredible story. And West Indies beating Australia, you know, and, you know, actually one of the virtues of having only a two test series is that they've come away with a series draw. So winning that test and emerging from Australia with a result, it is an absolutely unbelievable achievement for them, um, given everything. And given the fact that Australia are a very good team at the moment, world test champions, arguably the best team in the world and almost impossible to beat at home. Other than and, and especially at the Gabba. So other than India a few years ago, they haven't lost at the Gabba for decades, have they? I mean, that India win, that was, you know, that that was like a, a, a landmark mm. moment, wasn't it? And so for Australia, uh, for West Indies to do that, it was a shame there was like no one in the stadium at all. And, and I think there are, it, it looked a bit strange. I was a bit confused why that was the case. And it seemed a bit, um, you know, unfortunate. Is this, you know, more more grist to the mill for the, uh, the death of test cricket conversation? But I think a lot of that... W- as I understand, it was to do with the weather and it had been hammering down that day and people thought it was going to continue raining, etc. and was incredibly hot. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just a, it's an amazing story, an amazing moment. And what, a, what an achievement, what a win for the West Indies. It's their first win in Australia since 1997. And that was obviously the, the Brian Lara, Kirtley Ambrose, Courtney Walsh team. So that, you know, when they were basically when they were still good. Yeah. Um, would you like to know what was number one in the charts when, when, West, uh, when West Indies last won in Australia? Go on. Beetle Bum by Blur. All right. Some songs that came out a few weeks later. I Believe I Can Fly, Spice Up Your Life, and Umbop. Oh. 
So, you know, this is the era what we're talking time. about, yeah, Tone. Yeah, so it's been a long time, basically, is what I'm saying. And I it was, did. you know, there's a lot, well, has been, uh, there's always kind of debate about whether the, you know, the legendary West Indian players have been a kind of, mm. you know, been a bit of a... Help or a, a hindrance. A, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and th- there's probably arguments for both ways, but just like seeing, you know, like Lara's reaction on commentary mm. was just, you know, as someone who was such a huge player for us, when we were kind of younger, just, yeah, to see the emotion, like Carl Hooper as well. Mm. Like it was just, you know, it just kind of almost sends shivers down the spine. Yeah. Really, really special. Yeah, because as much as you can't draw from this, oh, West Indies are back, and, you know, and you'd have to think that if there was a third test in this series, <clears throat> you know, the overwhelming likelihood is that Australia would win it. And even this victory was incredibly narrow, wasn't it? Everything had to go right for West Indies to pull this off. You know, it, th- there are reasons to be excited about this West Indies team. Shamara Joseph obviously being a big one, but the the rest of the bowling as well. I mean, and they've got exciting bowlers who who aren't there for various reasons, like Jaden Seals um, is injured at the moment, so he'll come back. You would think possibly Jason Holder to come back at some point as well. If if um, you know if there's no T Twenty franchise cricket going on at the same time, so if they can keep that bowling group together and keep them fit they've got the uh the building block the building blocks of of an amazing sorry i'm just looking at teddy's building blocks over there the building blocks of an amazing <laughs> construction equipment <laughs> of an amazing they've got the sort of cherry picker and the and the crane um to to make a, a really good test team now that the, the batting is the problem isn't it and has been for a long time so they need to find a few batters from somewhere but then they have got good batters. They're just playing in um, franchise T20 for the most part. Um, so that's the other part of this equation. And you would hope, like we're talking about this as being an all-time great day of Test cricket on Sunday, and it was. But it is worth remembering that of the four teams on show that day, three of them were the big three. So this doesn't necessarily kind of change the conversation about, well, Test cricket is shrinking and becoming just about the big three. But you would hope that something like Sunday... And particularly, you know, um, Western is winning Australia just underlines how important it is that, you know, really, as we were talking about last time, like we are at a bit of an inflection point now and the time has come, surely, to do something about this and, and to do something about the financial model of test cricket, particularly. I don't know if you listen to the Sky Sports podcast with um, Johnny Grave from the Western Indies Cricket Board, but I hadn't really understood or, or understood the extent to which the West Indies don't really make any money out of tours and you know that and also the fact that they it costs them so much more to tour Australia than than um, most other teams because they're flying from different islands they've got to travel so much further they have to get connecting flights all this stuff so financially it's very very difficult for them and there has to be a rebalancing of where the money's going in test cricket and basically that just means that India uh, and England and Australia need to... They're going to have to give something up. Yeah, they've got to give something up. And they should. And uh, Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's, it's probably naive to think that they will, but it just simply has got to well, happen. We, we, like we, you and me, Tone, and everybody, cricket fans, have just got to find a way to put pressure on them to do that. Because there, there has to be a sustainable plan now for Test Cricket, or it will die. Yeah. Um, so, th- th- as I say, we're at that kind of fork in the road now. And it's encouraging to hear Shamar Joseph after the match basically be saying, 
basically saying, you know, when West Indies are playing Test cricket, he'll be there. You know, he's yeah. I mean, that's brilliant, it's brilliant to hear. Okay, someone might put you know a million dollar yeah, check in. I, front I mean, of I think he was literally still out of breath <laughs> from the run around yeah. the ground. So there, there may have been some kind of you know uh, emotion yeah. in that 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 might fade when, as you say, somebody um, you know drives trucks full of money up to the house <laughs> yeah. as Crossing the Clown says. But it's still really encouraging that's really to hear. Good to hear. Yeah. I mean, it's notable though, isn't it? That maybe my memory fails me, but you know, when you look at how that just blew up uh, on Sunday. Obviously, you know, to have two unbelievable finishes, um, two unbelievable storylines in one day is rare. But you know, it, it it just went. It was you know, cricket basically mm. it went viral. Just stopped. It went viral. Yeah. In, yeah. Um, has there been a T20 moment that's done that in the last year? I don't know. I can't remember. Not in the last year, Not I don't really. think. Have any of the T20 leagues generated any storylines, moments like that? I can't, I don't know. I can't, I can't think that they have. Um, okay, you get the flashes of like that, that unbelievable relay catch we spoke about in the last one. You get those kind of moments of extreme skill. But I was thinking about it, like, it's probably, uh, it's probably quite obvious to say, but like just it, it proved once again with with the cricket on Sunday that it wasn't what was so special about it about uh, Shamar Joseph you know it was it was quite sort of back to basics just sort of human stories like mm. a guy who comes from nowhere bowling gas battles through an injury and cleans up Australia um or you know we'll come to the England match you know Hartley takes some serious heat on, on debut comes back a few days later to play the you know the significant part that's that's just great it's the great storylines that you can that are going to evoke strong reactions you look at the flip side t20 cricket and arguably listeners could probably go back and find we've probably contradicted ourselves hundreds of times i certainly have <laughs> over the years i've probably said the opposite but you look at t20 and it's become so much about like matchups and you know uh so-and-so averages 10 more when he's when he's facing left armors from over the wicket and stuff and it's just like it's so dry there's no you know the satisfaction you get from someone getting wicket because they've worked they've calculated the right matchup or it's just the sort of weight of numbers mm. it just doesn't it just doesn't grab you in the same way that that those kind of storylines will and do and have in test cricket um so just in terms of the of what is the box office product it is test cricket isn't it mm. Well, yeah, and also because Test cricket has the uh, the the depth and the the length to make a moment like Shamar Joseph clean bowling Josh Hazelwood feel so much more significant because of the the day literally days of of narrative that have built up before that in a way that a T Twenty really struggles to achieve because it's so much shorter and you know that has its virtues as well, but it's for, for the same reason that people like movies and you know and novels because it, you know the payoff at the end is so much more satisfying yeah because you because of um everything that's come before and i mean i i don't want it to come across like i don't like t20 because i absolutely do and i, I like I, I i really enjoy coming in from work um you know put the kids to bed and then uh if, if i turn on there's a t20 on that's great but as we've said many times on the podcast before it doesn't matter to me in the way that test cricket matters so i'll in, i'll watch a t20 and enjoy it but then i don't think about it the next day you know it's disposable whereas you know the shower the next day i was uh, <laughs> i was i was in, remember enjoying memories of uh of, do you know what i mean like <laughs> I, I was thinking about the this and and the and the england india game yeah yeah um which i just yeah there are very very few t20s that i've thought about afterwards and 
it's a it's a tricky one. Like possibly something that we didn't bring into the conversation last time we spoke about this is like because it does feel like Test cricket's in trouble, and it's because you know these T Twenty franchise leagues are taking over. But there's a danger that you speak about that as though it's like it's like a weather phenomenon or something that you know that that has like come out of like that can't be controlled. But like obviously, you know, an important note there is that the reason that that's happening is because there's so much more money in them and the reason there's so much more money in them is because people are prepared to pay money to watch them which does suggest that you know there's more of a market for those things you know for those leagues and that format than for test cricket and therefore surely it's like well the market people are voting with their feet the market is telling you that people like and care more about t20 than they do about test cricket otherwise the the, the money disparity would be the other way around but I think like perhaps an unfortunate aspect of this is that T20 is definitely a better game to watch in the stadium most of the time where it's like a more, you're sort of all, not guaranteed, but it's like more likely that if you go to watch a T20 in the stadium, you will get to see something exciting happening. Whereas like you cannot, like you can't really guarantee, like if you buy a ticket for a test match, what's the chance that you're going to see Shamar Joseph, you know, clean bowl Josh Hazelwood for that moment versus it might be not in the basketball era, but it might just be like a tedious passage of play. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, I went to one day of test cricket last summer and it was the worst (laughs) day of the the ashes. So I sort of feel like even for me as somebody who like massively prefers tests over T20, if I was going to, we obviously based for tax purposes here in Guernsey (laughs) in the Channel Islands, but if I was going to pay to fly over to the UK to go and watch a game of cricket, I might choose to go and see T20 because I think, well, you know, I I know that that will be a good experience. Yeah. I mean, it, it, Test Cricket would be a good experience as well. But you know what I mean? It, it, it's, you're more likely to see an exciting passage of play. So I suppose what I'm saying is lots of people who prefer Test to T20 might still pay money to go and see T20 over going to see Test Cricket. So that, that but how do you, I don't know how you kind of like factor that in or account for that because ultimately the market decides, doesn't it? But that, I just feel like then that needs to be, part of the yeah, understanding no, of the fair. situation i think that's a, a, a good point um i suppose yeah where you'd have to go back some way to, to to separate it but clearly t20 cricket has got the bulk of the marketing spend or has had the bulk of the marketing spend in you know in the last 10 years whatever you know and then that leads on to not all of the best players playing in test cricket mm. so the that product has been diminished so it's sort of how do you untangle that and I think that's the thing is, you know, we're not saying get rid of like, just scrap all T20 cricket, you know, get rid of ODIs. Mm. We just want to see, yeah, wall to wall test cricket. The variety is part of the the genius. um, And, you know, with a bit of a a slight format tweak, the ODI World Cup is a a brilliant thing. So, but but it is just like the authorities, there just needs to be, uh, I say a subtle tweak a direction because it is probably more significant than that but you know it's just a, a rebalancing somewhat mm. of the the landscape to support test cricket um yeah yeah and, 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 I, I do think a lot of that is about the financial model and as you say the the big three are going to have to give something up um I, I saw michael vaughan talking about having a window for test cricket like a three-month window in the calendar where you just play test cricket and that's the only time i mean i just don't think that works for a number of reasons some practical reasons like weather in different parts of the world like when would that be um yeah. is, is is a problem but also 
Like, I don't want Test cricket to just be squeezed into a three-month window. And also then, if it's only three months, West Indies are never going to play Australia, are they? Because three months once a year, it's going to be England v. India and, um, you know, India v. Australia. Like, that's all it would be, wouldn't yeah. it? So I think it's, that doesn't know, work in any way. Uh, to a extent, like, and I've said it before, but, you know, you can see Test cricket going the way of, the, you know, so like the Ashes is not obviously not going to go away, but that possibly probably becomes more like, Wimbledon or the Masters golf it's like this kind of sacred thing but it only happens you know it's just a a small part of the year Mm. um and it's you know it's kind of dictated by tradition and it's loved but it's not like you know it doesn't bleed into it it doesn't sort of yeah take over the rest of the, the world the rest of the time yeah um but that's just one series you know you want the West Indies Sri Lanka Bangladesh to have those for test cricket to have its window in those countries yeah either way like it, it it's a bit of a cliche isn't it and that we object to sometimes like it being a great advert for test cricket but it, it it's it was Sunday was just great because it, it is a reminder of how good this game is it's a fantastic game and that's why so many people do care about it and why why we love it so much. Um, we should probably move on because yeah. um, we said we were going to try and keep this <laughs> pacey yeah, and we got dragged into an a, a in-depth conversation about the future of Test cricket. So let's talk about um, India v England. I'm assuming you watched a lot of this time. I managed to, it obviously ended up being on, on TNT Sports in the end. Bit of a sliding doors moment that tone in our lives, wasn't it? If Disney had only ponied up the cash... <laughs> And we'd have been fronting that coverage. Yeah, I have my bags packed. I have it on pretty good authority that the mouse himself uh, was was signing off on our on our uh, on, on us doing that. But on our big expensive package, expenses package. Instead, here we are, stuck doing this pathetic little podcast. <laughs> um, so, just a quick reminder then of what happened: England uh, won the toss in Hyderabad, batted first, uh, and it didn't go particularly well. They were bowled out for two hundred and forty six. Ben Stokes made that better than it could have been. Uh, with 70. India then uh, went way past that. They they put um, big runs on the board in their first innings. Nobody made a century, but um, uh, some 80s for uh, KL Rahul, uh, Jadeja and Jaiswal. Um, Joe Root took four wickets. India made 436, but England, staring at a big deficit, came roaring back thanks to an extraordinary 196 from Ollie Pope. They posted 420, which brought them back into the game, set India 231. And Tom Hartley, on debut, took seven wickets, seven for 62, uh, as in the end, India were bowled out for 202. So they uh, fell short by 28 runs to give England the win and go 1-0 up in the series. Tony, this is the first time that anyone has beaten India in India after conceding a first innings lead of more than 100, actually by miles it's not just more than 100. So uh, they, the, the lead was 190. Uh, and that is 125 runs more than the next biggest deficit that's ever been overturned. And this century, the highest number is about 20. So yeah, a sort of unprecedented um, occurrence and kind of defying the conventional wisdom that the the only way to win in India is to bat big first innings because that, 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 the opposite happened here. So... Over to you, really, Tone. What, what, yeah. what did you make of it all? Um, well, it's just mad, isn't it? Is it one of England's greatest test victories, would you say? From the position, yeah, I think it's got to be. Um, yeah, again, recency bias, but it's an, yeah, we're talking about an effectively impossible position. I, I think, what, probably, I don't know. Did any, 
Has anyone come out and said they gave England a hope? Yeah, well, also, because uh, I mean, I've obviously innings. given you a bunch of stats there about, you know, overturning that kind of deficit in India. It's actually the second biggest deficit that England have ever overturned in Test cricket. What's the biggest? Do I know? I've, point, I've clicked my fingers and pointed at you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've mentioned it already today. 81. Headingly 81, yeah, okay. when they followed on. That's so... Um, there was also uh, another one, which was the um, Hansi Cronier test. But if we if we scrap that, <laughs> okay. um, just cut in me saying Headingly eighty one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I, I probably won't do that, but I will at least <laughs> I'll at least chop out the twenty five minute pause. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just the rubbing. The rubbing. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I like absurd, a completely absurd result to pull off, and. You know, the fact that, again, it, you know, like Shamar Joseph, the fact that there was this kind of two exceptional performances in there, or at least two, but, mm. you know, two standout performances in there, which are kind of all-timers as well, um, for their own reasons. Yeah, it's just phenomenal. I mean, we, yeah, we, we gave them, we gave England a bit of light ribbing uh, for the decision, you know, not to, not to play warm-up. I, I, whether... We'll, I mean, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. So yeah. We won the first test, obviously, the last time England went to India and got just ground into the ground, mm. um, <laughs> ground into the dust, into the dirt yeah. over the, the next four tests. So, and, and, you know, you wouldn't rule out that happening at this point. Uh, still, so I don't know. Yeah, I think, yeah, I'm not going to make too many, or put out too many hot takes mm. about whether we're going to go on to win the series. But, yeah, just a, a remarkable thing. One thing about the preparation, I don't know whether this makes too much difference, but obviously England have come in cold, but arguably India have as well. Not cold in terms of like they had cricket in their legs having come from South Africa, but it was a big change in conditions for them too. So, you know, but which yeah. may mean that they kind of, they adjust um, yeah, and they're, you know, quickly they're, now. But Obviously, Kohli uh, was missing and will miss the next test. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, like, you know, you did look at their batting lineup and think, well, she is like, you know, mm. it, it, it looked a bit, it looked unsteady. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a vulnerability to it yeah. that you're not used to seeing from it. And that, you know, still with uh, players that, you know, that can, I mean, there's so like with young players with a lot of potential, but yeah, there's not that experience that you're used to seeing. And um, KL Rahul's missing the second test as well. So, other and Jadeja as well, isn't it? And Jadeja too, yeah. So the, the, it is quite an ex- inexperienced lineup. But then the flip side, you look at England's bowling attack, you've got Leach who yeah. hasn't bowled in 10 years. And was injured. Um, and was injured. Yeah. yeah, Hartley who, you know, is a, is a sort of wild card, well, not wild card, but you know what I mean, who has just kind of been parachuted in. Um, Rayan Ahmed hasn't, mm. you know, is like wildly inexperienced mm. still. Um, Joe Root who... He's the best, isn't, the best spinner in isn't really an all rounder. Um, um, so uh, I mean, and and that's that's basketball, isn't it? Like like even picking Hartley, who is not even necessarily first choice spinner for his county, is is a basketball-y pick, isn't it? And I, I mean, whether this is, I, mean, I I think this is one of England's greatest Test wins in our lifetime. Um, you know, up there with like the wins in Australia in 2010 and India in 2012, Karachi 2000, that kind of thing. I think it will be remembered on that list. But I think it's certainly the best win of the baseball era, and there have been plenty yeah, that's a... already. I mean, I know, I know, like even just the number of times I've said the word baseball there, like some probably particularly Australian listeners might be bristling a bit. But like whatever you want to call it, whether it's a thing or not, but like the the cricket that England have played over the last sort of five to twenty two months, 
Um, the, I think this is the best win they've achieved in that time. And I, I saw, um, I don't know if you saw Jim Maxwell tweeting. Yeah. Sort of halfway through the game when England were in big trouble, um, calling it Baz Bollocks. And like, I, I do get a bit frustrated with the narrative, again, particularly from Australian, Australian quarters, that like, oh, England are always going on about this. It's just really annoying because Baswell hasn't actually achieved anything. Because whatever you think about it, and I can understand why maybe some people get annoyed with the constant, well, like with the name and the kind of constant referencing of it. I think that it's impossible to deny that it's been like an extraordinary success. Like that, as I say, whatever you call it, that this approach they've taken over the last two years I mean, they've now won 14 out of 17 tests. Ben Stokes is a, has won more test matches as England captain than Michael Atherton already. <laughs> um, they haven't lost a series yet. And this is from a team that were incredibly... Like I mean, bottom. they're rock bottom, yeah. Well, yeah um, I mean, when we had he said, took over. Yeah, we had said, basically, it was like the mid-90s, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like, I, I genuinely thought this is going to be like a generational issue. It's unbelievably impressive. And like, I so admire the bravery of it. But it's also, it's not just that they're like playing aggressive gung-ho cricket. Um, like they're doing it in this kind of intelligent, calculated way. And it's it's not just, oh, that Basball is just like playing attacking shots when you're batting. It is a whole philosophy about like backing yourself and trusting your players and like keeping Tom Hartley on when he was getting smacked around the park. But what's surprising to me about it, I was thinking about this in the shower the other day, is that actually even so they've won 14 out of 17 tests no sorry 14 out of 18 tests i think it is but anyway even even the games that they've lost have been really close i don't think it's even 18 it might be 19 anyway they've 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 uh, i think they've only lost four tests but even those tests they've lost have been incredibly close like there was the one run defeat um in new zealand like the two ashes tests they lost were very close i mean you would expect in taking this approach that sometimes it would go horribly wrong and even when the white ball team like the Owen Morgan white ball team was at its most imperious occasionally they just collapse in a heap and lose by 200 runs but that hasn't happened here like they they even when they lose they're always competing anyway I, as I, I so admire the the bravery and the fearlessness of it and they're just they're so watchable mm. like you it, it it's, it's it's brilliantly exciting as you say, though, they did win the first test in 2021 as well. So perhaps let's not get too carried away. But does it feel a bit different this time? I feel like when they won that test in 2021, we still at the time, even in the aftermath of victory, were saying well, they'll still lose. Yeah, <laughs> They'll still lose every other game, like all the remaining games. And that, as you say, that there's a distinct possibility that that could still happen. But it, I, I think India are in a contest here, and I think they know they are as well, in and a that, way that wasn't the case yeah. three years ago. And that's a good, that's just a good thing overall, isn't it? You know, all around. No one loses really out of it, I don't think, in the long term. Um, you know, the fact that if we see, if this is a great series and it's it's to and fro and, and you know, all the games go down to the wire, um, you know, in terms of generating the love and connection for test cricket in India again, it will do wonders, won't it? Yeah. So... Um, and good crowds in actually yeah. in, in Hyderabad. And like like fantastic atmosphere, like great. Um, some of the clips are online, the kind of the um, uh, kind of camaraderie between the Barmy Army and the Barrett Army. Um, no, it's really it looks like 
it was not there was nice stuff it was mm. it, it was just nice nice vibes it was a around. great advert for test cricket well, wasn't <laughs> it wasn't it um we haven't got too much longer but we should probably just talk a little bit about hartley and pope yeah. i mean it, yeah tom hartley uh the third best figures by an england spinner on debut after a very tough start to the game or to his game so it was real i mean yeah it was brilliant to see him do that and produce that kind of performance i've got to admit that is the first time i've ever seen him bowl you were saying you were quite impressed with his action. No, well, on the, the yeah, on on the Sunday, you know, on the final day, mm. um, really liked it. Yeah, and I, like you know, he was he was hitting almost pretty much perfect line of length consistently. It was um, it was great to watch. And uh, what I loved about it as well, just you know, his look, he just it's kind of proper, like sort of um, unfashionable. <laughs> it's just like his hair was all over yeah, the place. He came his hair. Yeah, yeah. It's just like he's cracking like. <laughs> He just looked the part. He looked like he should be kind of like wheeling away in like under the sun, kind of like you know grafting. It was it was yeah, it was it was good to see. Yeah, yeah. I like, and I, I think this is why they um, what they've seen in him, why they picked him. But <laughs> like they spotted the fact that he's tall. They like that high release yeah. point, particularly in in India. But like he he bowled really well. I mean that's that's my analysis. But it was like very impressively accurate. Yeah, and. Yes, the pitch was spinning, but you, you don't get those batsmen out, um, you know, without having some quality. Yeah, a couple of those dismissals so, down at the death were, were fantastic. Yeah, so I mean, whether he can replicate that and become, you know, uh, uh, a sort of regular Test match spinner, who knows? But like, what a start! Take nothing away from him. Um, and Ollie Pope saying 196 in the third innings of the game. Uh, I've written something down here. Mo- the most eye-catching display from a Pope since Francis wore that puffy jacket. Does that work? It's good. Wasn't that AI? Uh, yes. It was. <laughs> okay, yeah. um, Up there with, I, I know we said this is like all, always the, the analysis, isn't it? Is one of the great, one of the best. But like, is it up there with England's best test innings away from home? Is it in that kind of like Peterson in Mumbai league of, you know, in in the modern era, I guess, in the post-Atherton era? one of the best innings yeah yeah i mean given the situation yeah, given the conditions yeah exactly it's so it's always it'll be on the list you know it's it's on that list when when mm. you know next time england tour india or when england tour india in 20 years there'll be you know quick info do a list of yeah. england's best knocks and that'll, that'll be on it it was uh and good to see because he's he's a real i mean he's a really likable cricketer got you know great in the field great at uh you know at short um you know short leg and whatever but see him scoring runs it was yeah it's just nice as an England fan yeah because there was a little bit of pressure on him actually he was obviously coming back from injury as well but um and there was a question about whether he can score runs on the subcontinent you know it's not necessarily his his strength batting against spin where it hasn't been historically but he certainly seemed to have no problem with it um in this game and it reminded me a bit of that Peterson innings in Mumbai, actually. Like that, you know, maybe not like the hitting wasn't quite as brutal, but just in terms of like um, the kind of like inventiveness that, well, the tempo that he scored mm. at and the, the audacity of it, I suppose, there was what like it was sort of in that category. Um, yeah, and there, you know, there was some good um, good interviews done in the build up uh, to the series from from other other podcast outlets. There are apparently some. Really? Um, there was a really good uh, good chat with Ben Duckett on the Sky Sports pod. Um, there was a good chat with Nick Compton on the Wisden um, pod. In fact, I'm just, just looking at back at the, the, their list of shows and 2nd of Jan, the, the, the title of the Wisden pod is, Is This the Week That Test Cricket Died? <laughs> <laughs> Things do change quite quickly, don't they? Yeah. Um, 
but it just yeah those guys talking about you, you know how much of a an achievement it is to score runs in india and you know mm-hmm. how so it's kind of you know scaling everest or it but it, it, yeah, to see pope to see someone an england player kind of crack the code and 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 rack up 190 was uh yeah it was awesome and you mentioned actually you took some uh phenomenal catches at silly point as well and that was like my final point in this i was um i think worth noting how good england's fielding was generally the stokes run out on on the oh, on the final day yeah. um was yeah it will be another incredibly memorable moment ben folks's wicket keeping was very solid throughout and this was actually in the end, I think one of the differences between the sides because England's fielding was very good and India's was uncharacteristically sloppy. There was a lot. I don't remember too many, if any, drop catches, but well, they did drop Pope actually, didn't they? When when he was on a hundred or so, um, but there was there was a lot of um, untidy work on the boundary, let, let, letting through, like con- probably ended up conceding, you know, twenty or so runs or more by just yeah misfields on the boundary which in the end, that was the, the margin, wasn't it? So, I mean, where, where do you see this going now, Tony? Yeah, we, we said it's, it's certainly not impossible that it still ends up 4-1 to India. Um, but, I mean, do you expect them to regroup? Yeah, now? yeah, well, definitely. But then, you know, as we said just before, um, still no Cody for the next test, plus a couple of extra absentees. You, you know, they, they, they could be going into that one feeling a bit kind of, you know, fairly unsettled already compared to where they've been. So... It's a, England have got a really good opportunity here. I mean, if they can go two 0 up, then you know you'd you'd say, well, they've got you know they've got a, a chance of winning the series. Of course, they've got a chance of beat, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. Then it almost becomes they have got an unbelievable opportunity. They should here. win it, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Okay, well, well, we'll we'll do our best to come back. I think there is a gap actually between the second and third tests. So yeah, when's it? It starts more Friday. Breathing space. Yeah, it starts this Friday. Yeah, um, but yeah, be, we'll have a bit more time maybe. Um, after that one and so we'll we'll come back again um but until then that's gonna be it for the world cricket show i think have you enjoyed yourself Ted, does good. it work okay here in the really good the I'm, living room yeah i'm sort of leaning back at about 30 degrees <laughs> angle uh it's very comfortable yeah probably about 30 degrees in your coat as well <laughs> yeah nice and no i'm snug nice and warm um well yeah this we've we've recorded this over a lunch break lunchtime record always welcome to come around for a breakfast record Tony, if good. you want or or pre-breakfast, I'm obviously up early with the cockerel, so... Um, uh, <laughs> Any update on that? Uh, yeah, well, actually, um, to be fair, so this, just very briefly, for listeners who didn't hear our previous episode, um, I've been, over the last couple of weeks, woken up at 4am every day, myself and my children, uh, because I, my neighbours have bought a cockerel, for some reason. Um, but, yeah, I mean, to be fair, my neighbours actually been really good about it. Since since talking about it on the podcast things have really improved which just kind of goes to show like the the weight of yeah. you know, the exposure on something uh, you know on a platform like this just really piles the pressure well, how's it improved i'm gonna the cockles st- shut up <laughs> well basically she started putting it in the shed i think oh, okay um overnight and i we can't hear it anymore so yeah, poor thing. it's done the job but yeah you talk about something like that on the on the podcast you get results you get results yeah i'm just gonna start complaining about like bad customer service in airports yeah and Got to pretty use that upgrade on the next one. <laughs> uh, not being awoken that early anymore, but I do still obviously get up about six a.m. with the kids, and so yeah, which is works out quite well when the cricket's on. Um, so yeah, I was on Sunday sending you a lot of messages at about yeah. six thirty, six forty-five. Get the cricket on, 
and looking at my phone and it says Tony Kerr seen two hours ago <laughs> and, I, and I, I know exactly what's happened there yeah no good to have the updates really yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've said it before there should be some sort of you know BBC news alerts there should be a cricket alert that goes out when something significant is going down i don't know you there's a free feature for quick info don't scrap most of the push notifications but just have one that's like you know for top tier something's happening something's happening yeah well we need or just get that um government nuclear missile yeah, alert true. when uh <laughs> when tom hartley's taking wickets yeah well i can, well, I can do that job yeah, for you yeah you okay like. you do that i'll just i'll just come round to your house can we get a world cricket show app or website that says it's just is something you know there's like is yeah donald trump whatever you know whatever these kind of single serve websites right we could just have like is something happening yeah do you need to turn the cricket on yeah yeah and then you just flip a switch yes and then put a link to whatever's you know we could get a world cricket show we've we've barely been able to get a world cricket show podcast for a while (laughs) so (laughs) let's maybe not be over ambitious but um but i like the idea okay well let's uh let's bring it to an end there if you enjoy the show, do get involved on social media or send us an email, worldcricketshow at gmail.com. And you might even consider uh, writing a review somewhere and or giving us a star rating. Uh, but until next time, that's going to be it from me. That's going to be it from that guy over there. And stay in school. Thanks, Tone. Yeah, cheery. Speak to you soon. Bye. Smell your fear, ba da da ba 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 da da ba ba.